Hey everyone, it's Aaliyah Henry, and you're listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Expect to hear insightful interviews and panel discussions covering community, entrepreneurship, health, and women's empowerment. Don't miss out. Keep listening. The Aaliyah Henry Show is up next. Jasmine Brand is a DFW trailblazer. From media and marketing to startups and technology, she is a multiple leadership award winner and a strong advocate for women entrepreneurs. Today, I'm sitting down with her to chat about her amazing journey. Don't go anywhere. The Aaliyah Henry Show is up next. Well, Jasmine, I am super excited to have you in the studio today, so thank you. Thank you for having me. No, we met some years ago, yes. and I don't even want to date ourselves, <laughs> but um, it is, it's been exciting for me to watch your journey and um, just see all the amazing things that you've done in Dallas, so I'm excited to have you here to talk about your professional journey. Thank you. And talk a little bit about your professional work mm -hmm. experience, and how it's developed you to where you are today. You know, my uh, professional work experience has been so diverse, and it's been, I would say, amazing and a hot mess at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just say this because I started my own company, and then I, I was laid off, and that's how I started my own company. And then um, I got a huge project, and then I decided I, you know, I really wanted to have a big agency. I thought when I was 25... And then I got one of the biggest projects in my life. It was uh, when the mayor's ca uh, conference came here and we did okay. all the creative. And I was like, I really don't want to have a big agency. So I kind of went back in my little uh, introverted hall, which people never believe that I'm an introvert, mm -hmm. but I am. <laughs> and it's interesting when you and I first met, I would have never plugged you at that until after we started getting <laughs> to know each other a little bit better. And then we were having those conversations. Yes. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> but it's interesting yeah. because a lot of times... When you're upfront, mm -hmm. close and personal with people, talkative, um, obviously you're a creative. And yes. so sometimes when you're creative, it makes you step out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And then people just assume that you're very, you know, extroverted. And sometimes it's not always that way. I think because I'm loud too. <laughs> but you're a good I think loud. That, yeah, it's I'm, a good I'm loud, loud for like two hours. And then I go back to like my very quiet space. But I, I have uh, had... So much success as a business owner and then I've also had a lot of success in the corporate realm too and so I think the biggest kind of uh, takeaway I've learned is that I've seen kind of both failures and, and wins and so I've had it from a corporate perspective when I was I call it a layoff other people said I was fired you know it's been yeah. who you talk to. <laughs> it's like who you talk to. <laughs> yeah and then with business too I've lost a ton of money I've had really great employees I've had not so great employees I've also too tried to figure out how to have a balance with all that so I think my biggest kind of lessons or anything learned from just the professional workspace has been kind of roll with the punches and then also too you're gonna have some failures and some some wins too so you know one of the good things about failures is it allows us to take a step back and look mm -hmm. at what we want to recreate yes. and so I always think about and someone's like oh my god it was just that project it just failed and I'm like it's okay yeah and they're like what do you mean it's okay it's not okay <laughs> I'm like well that's where you really figure it out like you you take it back to the drawing table and you scratch Definitely. and start again and so so um, 
one of the things I, I love. I love any failure because it does allow mm-hmm. you to just get back. If you're always having success, then you're just on this, you're on this gerbil wheel of doing everything right, but you don't necessarily get a chance to keep making it perfect yes. or grow or take something apart and that kind of thing. So failures are good. For sure. And I always think of it as kind of like a relationship too. You're mm-hmm. not going to always be in love all the time. In fact, to me, if we're in lovey-dovey all the time, I'm like, I'm waiting. Like, okay, when's the real... When's it, when's it coming out? <laughs> yeah. Five, four, three, yeah. two, one. Exactly. And for me, like, I just try to stay very steady. Now, when I was younger, I was a hothead for sure. I was very cocky and, mm-hmm. and get, would get very upset when things didn't go wrong. And then I was also partying when things went right. And now for me, I don't get too excited. I also don't get too upset because I know on the, the journey of being an entrepreneur, it's gonna, you're gonna have both. So when I have a really great moment, I know that something, I'm gonna have a low moment too. So I just try to stay in the middle. Okay, that's good. So talk about some of the tips that you could offer to our future leaders. And we, they've got some heavy shoes to fill um, as it relates to the technology Mm -hmm. space, the creative space, because I have seen um, your generation really just, Girl, we're in the same generation. We're in the girl. same generation, but <laughs> I, I came out. I came in it late. Okay, I really did. Okay. I really did. I, I, I was. I really came. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have come out mm-hmm. earlier in the game because I would have been fierce. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just getting started yes, with this yes, thing. Yes. But talk about some of the the lessons that you would offer mm-hmm. someone new coming into the field as an entrepreneur, yeah. as a creator. Um, as a social innovator? Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, one of the kind of biggest lessons or one of the tips I would say is to, you have to work. And I think we, with Instagram, with social media, it looks like everything's happening really fast. Yeah. And the other big lesson too is, it's not only do I have to put time into work, but I have to give myself time for things to actually marinate and cook. And so I used to have, have this thing when I'm comparing myself, I'm like, I should have been married by now. I should have like <laughs> this corner office. And I've had a lot of amazing successes but it's based on my own timing. And so I think yeah. a lot of times creatives, and especially young entrepreneurs, you, you're expected to, like the title CEO means something. And so don't sure. just put it so quickly. Like I actually don't like to tell people I'm a CEO because people ask me for money usually when I say I'm a CEO. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm not, I, for one of the things is like, like give yourself time to, to grow into it and give yourself time to make mistakes and actually find success on your own time. And I think also too, consistency. So sometimes when you think about building a digital platform, we mm-hmm. think it's supposed to happen in 90 days or six months. It's a, it's a ride. You've yeah. got to take out, you've got to get ready and ride it. And you've also got to be consistent with it too. So if you want to build a, a kind of a brand with your digital platform, you have to be willing to put in the work and it's like a plant, you know, you've got to actually water it and nurture it. You can't just post once a week and expect to get, uh, you know, all this amazing stuff that happens from it. It's amazing how sometimes people will say, oh my goodness, like your brand is out here or your brand yeah. is out here and it just happened overnight and people don't really realize mm-hmm. like it's. It's been a good five, six years, yeah. like, like to even get it out there For and sure. to start it. And so, um, that's really great advice yeah. because I do think that, um, young people today just think it, everything needs to happen really fast mm-hmm. or that there is just some magic step ladder yeah. because there really isn't. Mm-hmm. You do have to work. I talk a little bit about nurturing yeah. that networking space because I think that, that also is a, a is a key yeah. um, denominator with all of this for as well. Sure. You know, I don't do things for likes. I did in the beginning because that was kind of what I thought would lead to what I wanted to. But for me, I am so 
um, adamant about doing something for other people. Like my career has been built on helping other people, which sounds so cheesy, but if I go into a networking event knowing that I'm gonna actually ask someone else first what they need as opposed to telling them and giving my business card and my spiel, that most people are not asked. So when someone actually asks me, Jasmine, how are you? Or can I help you out? It happens so rare. I'm just like, who is this? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, wow, okay, because yeah. people don't ask me that. So I think that's one way to really stand out and really nurture your network is to actually care about your connections, not just care about building them, but actually care about who the other person is and what do they have going on too and how you can help them out too. Yeah, that's good. So talk a little bit about The Start, yes. and you are the founder mm -hmm. and of that organization. Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about what you're doing. So I've had um, a digital marketing agency for the last 11 years. I was in corporate, and I was laid off. The Starts had a couple of makeovers. I had my name in it at first, and I, my dad was like, you have to have our name in your company. I was like, <laughs> okay, dad. So it was Brandpoint at first, and I was like, okay, this is... That just, was back when we, that was and, okay, yeah, yeah. when we first met. It was, and so... I have dabbled in startup space, so I had I was doing a lot of events and content, and then I kind of dabbled in the startup space and was running a local publication here. And then I kind of wanted to do something different. I go, what am I wanting to do with my career at this point? I was like, Mom, what should I do? She's like, now you want to ask me for advice. I was like, okay. <laughs> but she was like, well, just start. She goes, just do something. And I was like, hey, okay, I oh, like it. And I was it. like, that's kind of what I want to help other people do is just start too. So that's super simple, but that's kind of how it came to be. So we do really cool content and really fun events. I it's love it. In a simple way. In a simple mm -hmm. way. That's great. And it's interesting because now everybody wants an event, wants yes. to go to an event. Oh my gosh. Um, and they're, they're almost having to be kind of competitive yes. because you've got to figure out how you're going to get them there. What gets them in the door? What's the totally. best content? Mm -hmm. You know, is it a women's summit? Is it yeah. a you know, goal setting thing, or is it just a networking? How do you, um, how do you work with clients to figure out what's the best type of event to have? You know, I think I always, um, try to, to make sure that what message or what outward kind of facing message that the client is doing, is that what they actually want? So a lot of times mm -hmm. we will say, I want to host an event for business women. And, and, but I go back and look at their kind of branding and their messaging. I'm like, is that really what you want to target or you actually want to target mothers, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think being very specific about what your end goal is, but also to whoever's leading it actually has to have some skin in the game too. You can't host an event for women's empowerment and then not do something for women's empowerment. So I think actually being, being involved where you're wanting to be and actually being connected to the, the audience that you're looking to engage with. Uh, this happens a lot of times when we're trying to get diverse millennials, you're trying to get black founders or, mm -hmm. or women founders and the organization has no women, women uh, or women of color on their leadership. It's, that's a huge disconnect. And that kind of stuff resonates in your social media. It resonates in your messaging. And then when you go to the event too, there's a disconnect too. Yeah. Like your offline brand should really match your online brand. And typically what I see is you'll go to a really bad, cool event and then a really mm -hmm. amazing event. And then you go on the social, you're like, hmm, this doesn't have the same warmth. Or you get on social media, you're tweeting with someone and then you go to the party or the event. You're like, hmm, it's like when you are on match. And I don't, you haven't been on there a while, but like you'll talk to someone, you're like, okay, he's cool, this is great. Right. And then you meet, he's sitting there quiet the whole time at the coffee shop. I'm like, what? What happened to the person like, with happened? the jokes on yeah. Twitter? Like that. Right. So it's the same thing. So if you could build this kind of bridge between your online and offline, I think that's like one of the first layers. And then actually have some skin in the game with the audience that you're looking to kind of attract. Love it. Love it. Great advice. Mm -hmm. Great advice. So is there 
any one nonprofit or a cause that like is touches your heart? What's your passion? What are you passionate about? I have two. I mean, I've served on so many boards, and and I women and girls are always going to be my biggies. And so right now, I'm co-chairing uh, the Mentors and Allies Luncheon for Wings, okay. and they're a really great organization. Their mission is to they believe if you empower women and you get rid of poverty, you can impact a generation. So they do courses, they do um, training, and so I really love this idea of. Women, we have everything we, we need to be successful. We just need some assistance with it. So we're, we've already got a voice. We've already got everything we need. We just need kind of a tribe of women to kind of help us. So Wings is really cool. And then Priscalis is an amazing org. And I love them because when I was in startup space, I realized there was just a lack of women and then just lack of people of color. And it's usually access to te technology that makes you not able to get a technology job. So what they do is provide free uh, no cost training, IT training, and they also do job placement support, which is amazing. And it's all free, which is really cool. Well, and I love Perscalas mm -hmm. because I actually was on their inaugural advisory board when oh they first gosh. came to Dallas. So, no way. yes, I was. That is so cool. They so have grown. They have grown, oh. and it's amazing to see all of the things yes. that they're doing. Um, certainly. Um, so, that's really great yeah. to know. But it's interesting because now that I'm uh, thinking about both yeah. organizations, when I when I look at you, obviously it, it, they're a fit because yeah. they are truly things that you're passionate Definitely. about. Definitely, yes. Yeah. And it's really just providing access. So if we have an organization, I, I know my dad always used to tell me, I, I went to SMU and I was there on a scholarship, so I was really intimidated to go. And he was like, mm -hmm. Jasmine, you right, you don't have a car, and yeah, your shoes aren't cool. I was like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> he said, but you work harder. And he said, one thing they can't put is you have ideas. And I've always been a little girl that always could shoot out 50 million ideas. He goes, that is what you, he said, it doesn't matter. And I thought, well, I'm getting to meet all these amazing people at SMU. I got to study abroad. I was like, this is, this is some of the connections I have today is because I went to that school or I, went to, I was in Leadership Dallas. And believe it, Dallas costs money. SMU is very expensive. It's like, yeah. how can we provide access so that we know there's very talented women and we know there's very talented people of color, but they don't have access to it. So I think that's part of our jobs as kind of leaders in the community to kind of build that bridge. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm so excited yeah. about the rebrand and just the, the new oomph yeah. of the company. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah. So you are that... Young woman on the go. I like the young. All right. <laughs> All right. So talk about how you keep everything balanced. Yeah. And it's, I know it's difficult. Yeah. And some people say, well, there's, you know, there's no balance, but share, um, mm -hmm. how do you make it so that it's not all about the work? It is. <laughs> <laughs> So I have, but well, there it is. Like, there's no balance at all either. But it, this is also too why um, I'm probably still single too because I haven't made time. So, so I have really great girlfriends that will basically stalk me on social and say I'm coming over if you don't respond. So okay. having amazing women who actually have like balanced lives. <laughs> I learn from them. They have children. They've got. They've actually got. I mean, they have food in the refrigerator. I do too sometimes. But, uh, but they. Well, they, I will tell you. There. I remember when I first moved to Dallas. I had um, always a couple of bottles of wine. That's it. Um, tortilla chips oh. and salsa. Okay, I do have salsa. I was, cheese. I have cheese. I mean, and some sushi. And my dad sushi. would come and he'd be like, "What? We we have to go grocery shopping again?" And I'm like, mm, "Well." Well, because it, it goes bad if it's I'm just like, you. It's cool. I, I eat out a lot. Me so, too. Yeah, I know. I but then I, when I got my Uber Diamond status, I was like, it was a problem. Ooh. <laughs> no, that's, that's really cool. No, it's from Uber Eats. <laughs> I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> 
That's not good when they send you that. That's well, anytime you want to come over and help me meal okay. prep. Oh, that'd be fun. I love yeah. that. You're more than welcome. But you know, so the volunteering is one way, right? So I'm like, uh-huh. if I'm already networking, I should be doing something I love. So volunteering is really fun. Okay. And then I also host a lot of events, uh, networking events for women. And I do that selfishly because that's a great way for me to meet women. And so I've hosted women's events for the last seven to eight years. And a lot of those women I'm still friends with. I actually just posted something on social because I got one of those little reminders of this. We did a tea party at the Jewel and I, and I saw the women in there and I was like, some are moms now. One has started a business. And I was like, oh my gosh, how much we've grown in five years. And we're like, we should do this tea party again. But that came from just us naturally networking. And then I saw them saying, oh, we met at Jasmine's Tea. I was like, you did? I thought you guys were friends before. That kind of nice. stuff fills me with joy. And that's kind of like a, a cheat, right? So it's, sure. it's, 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 a lot of these people are maybe women that I do business with, but then we also are having fun too. So I, I'm a work in progress. I think balance to me, it changes based on your life. If I meet an amazing man, I'm probably gonna be in Paris tomorrow. Like, just keep it real. <laughs> we're gonna push you to get on that. Plane. We're gonna we're gonna have the start French, a French version of the start. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, talk about is there any type of thing that you love to do yeah. self care wise? Mm-hmm. I love spas, okay. uh, and my mom and I actually love to go there. We also like to watch old movies too. Okay. We have a favorite called Working Girl. I don't know if you've seen it. It's got Melanie Griffith. Oh, okay. Yes, I know. She made me watch it when I was like nine. (laughs) But she believes it's like the best moral because she was a secretary and she had to work her way up. And sometimes you have to bend the rules a little bit to get there. To get there. And then once you get there, how do you treat women? So it's such a a good movie. That and I love live music. I went to Booker T. Okay. So I go to shows all the time. I go to plays. So I went um, to one of their events. the flying horse. Oh yeah, such a oh, great, my such goodness. Oh, amazing. So I know, yeah. such great. So I go to shows and stuff all the time. So okay. yeah, that's probably my self care. That's good. Though. Yeah, that's good. That's a good balance. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Okay, good. <laughs> so, what insight would you mm-hmm. leave with our audience about living their best life? You know, I think your best life evolves and changes. Um, I, like I said earlier, I had these expectations at my age. I thought I was going to be at a space. I feel like we talked about this a little bit earlier where I'm just now getting started. And even from a love perspective too, like I I am such a different woman than I was at 25. So thank God I didn't actually jump and leap. And I'm so glad that I had business failures and I had some clients that weren't that great because it's made me someone who's very shrewd. I know all of my contracts. I'm very particular about everything now. And before I was very kind of lackadaisical and scared mm-hmm. to speak up. So my best life is, is, is empowering myself to kind of go after my dreams. I also too, like I've kind of played it safe, which people okay. wouldn't think that it's like, Jasmine, you're always starting stuff and doing things. I said, but I've, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. But no, I I've actually, I you. do, but like, I've also still been kind of quiet. Like if you notice, like I just, put out my own website not that long ago. It's like mm-hmm. a hairstylist whose hair is never done. Like I'm always very focused on other people, but I had a really good friend who was like, when are you gonna put this website up? And I kept putting <laughs> off just being a perfectionist. He goes, you should be doing these things you're helping other people do, like speaking. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. I just never really thought about that. And I think sure. part of me was almost kind of afraid of, what if it does go really, really great? So I think your best life should be evolution. Mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes not going to be your best life, but you should be on the road to doing it too. And I think it's actually listening to what would you do if, if there was really no kind of fear <laughs> and you didn't have to worry about money or anything. And for me, um, me 
running an organization, a large organization yeah. for women, um, specifically Texas women, is kind of like my big big dream. And so that's kind of okay. for me. I was like, you know, I should just hope to keep working with women in Dallas. I was like, no, why wouldn't I think a little bigger? So I think best life is thinking really big, but giving yourself the time to get there. Awesome. Well, that is great. I am just, I'm excited to have you here Thank and you. just kind of chat a little bit yeah. about you and what's going on. And thanks. I'm just excited to see what's next and oh, as you continue to grow and shine in, in DFW. Thank Hopefully you so we'll, we'll, you could say DFW in London. Ah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> London, Paris, yes, that'd be great. I'll send you the invite, the wedding invite, yes. Actually, it'll be on the news if that happens. <laughs> what you say? It'll be on the yeah, news? Yeah. Hey, it's all good. Thank it's you for having good. me. No, thank you so much for being Thanks. here, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Remember, be bold enough to use your voice, brave enough to listen to your heart, and strong enough to live the life you've always imagined. See you next time.